Let's go ahead and go into the scripture tonight. Let's go to uh, the book of Romans, chapter number 12. We're just going to use this as our springboard, so to speak, just to kind of get us started, get our minds going in the right direction. Amen. Glad to see uh, some of our young people in here, young adults. I went to youth convention, holiday youth convention, HYC, as it's also known. Amen. Romans chapter number 12 and verse number 1. Again, we're just going to be using this as a springboard tonight. Uh, and we'll get back to this and we'll see how it fits in later. But Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. So glad to have my outlaws with us tonight. Praise God. They will be with us uh, for a while. Uh, thankfully, they, uh, at, least, at least she, does not fulfill Benjamin Franklin's statement that uh, guests and fish are very similar in that after three days they begin to stink. I'm always glad to have my outlaws with us. Amen. But we'll get to hear from them over the next couple of weeks. But uh, I pray everybody had a great Christmas. Amen. It was a, a privilege, a blessing to see you on Sunday morning. Uh, but uh, isn't that the way of, of life, is that things continue on? That we can't just stay in the holiday. Things and time progress. We are indeed just a couple of days away from moving past 2021 completely and into the year of 2022. Now, folks, just remember the last time that we could put 22 in the year was 100 years ago. None of us were there. Amen. So time is marching on. In fact, all of us old people remember that the world was supposed to have ended by now, or at least that we would have made contact with aliens and that we would have had robots serving us in our homes. We're getting there. Be patient. Some of you have little eye robots in your home sweeping and vacuuming for you. In fact, we're moving into the year 2022 is the year in which George Jetson will be born. In case you don't remember who he is, he was from the cartoon The Jetsons that I watched growing up. Uh, I say growing up. I was a kid. I stopped watching that cartoon when I was a teenager. 
We're already six years, almost seven years, past the time when George McFly from Back to the Future went into the future in 2015. At that time, he had self-lacing shoes and actual hoverboards without wheels. So folks, we are, we are in our futures. Anyway, the, the point is, is that time is marching on. We just keep getting dragged along with it, don't we? Some of us look more worn for the wear. <laughs> Somehow my kids, except one of them, are in their 20s. Somehow my wife is in her even more beautiful years. Somehow I'm in my lower mid-40s and will somehow soon be a grandpa. You may not believe my stories, but I used to be young, thin, and extremely handsome with hair. Some have said that I even look like Captain America. But I digress. It is said that time waits for no man. And how true that is. Because of this, we attempt to redeem the time by making those things every year that when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve, stepping into New Year's Day, there's one particular thing that many people around our world are going to commit to make. Anybody want to guess what those are? New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. What if I told you tonight that you don't need a New Year's resolution? What if I was to tell you that instead of a New Year's resolution, you need a New Year's revolution? I want to talk about that tonight. That we need a New Year's revolution. Now, resolution... The, there are multiple definitions of the word resolution. It is the act of resolving. In other words, bringing a resolution, a solution to the problem. It is a formal expression of opinion, of will or intent, voted by an official body or assembled group. It is the point in a literary work where the chief dramatic complication is worked out. It's the process of making distinguishable the individual parts of an object. It is the measure of the sharpness of an image, usually expressed in pixels. Now, resolutions seek to solve problems or bring clarity. Let me say that again. Resolutions seek to solve problems or bring clarity. It's as though we seek to be our own answers for our problems. We make resolutions to fix our weight, to fix our relationships, to fix our career wo woes, to fix our financial concerns, to fix this and take care of that, or to learn this so we can do that. Resolutions are our attempts 
to address the issues and the problems of our lives by determining to fix them on our own by creating new habits and stopping old ones. Anybody made those resolutions? There are attempts to address the issues and problems of our lives by gaining clarity of our purpose in life, by learning new subjects and throwing ourselves headlong into journeys that, quite frankly, we're not prepared for and require the discipline and patience that we don't have. Anybody ever committed in your New Year's resolutions to learn a new language or learn an instrument? Nobody wants to admit to anything tonight. These statistics are pulled from a study in 2019, the success and failure rates over the first six months of New Year's resolutions. Notice they don't go through the whole, the whole year. Of those who make a New Year's resolution, after one week, 75% are still successful in keeping it. Folks, that's one week. 25% drop. After two weeks, the number drops to 71. After one month, the number drops again to 64%. After six months, 46% of people who make a resolution are still successful in keeping it. In comparison of those people who have similar goals but do not set a resolution, only 4% are still successful after six months. The overall success, when you look, they, they, they look back to a 2016 study, the 40, of the 41% of Americans who make New Year's resolutions, by the end of the year, only 9% feel that they're successful in keeping them. An earlier study in 2007 showed that 12% of people who set resolutions were successful even though 52% of the participants were confident of success at the beginning. And they give some reasons for failure. In one 2014 study, 35% of participants who failed their New Year's resolution said that they had unrealistic goals. You think? 33% of participants who failed didn't keep track of their progress. And 23% simply forgot about their resolutions. About one in ten people who failed said they made too many resolutions. As you can see, very simply, we're all trying to fix our problems by ourselves. So let me ask you, what resolutions do you have planned this year? You've probably already thought about what you want to try to change what you want to try to do you want to save save some money you want to get in shape quit a habit maybe start a new habit find a hobby what i have found is that resolutions leave you scrambling on your own to find the answer to your own dissatisfaction or desire for hope or fulfillment Resolutions are good in that, like the computer screen, with high resolution, it can make things more clear in your life and show you the point of separation that are seen in your character versus your speech. 
your walk versus your talk, the contrast becomes greater when there is higher resolution. You begin to see your failings, your shortcomings. Dare I say the sin in your life. But what we... We don't necessarily need a resolution in our lives. We need, instead, a revolution. Now, there are multiple definitions of the word revolution. It is the action of a celestial body going around in orbit on its course. It is the completion of a course. It is the motion of any figure about or around the center or axis. It is also a sudden or radical or complete change. It's a fundamental change in a political organization or a fundamental change in the way of thinking about or visualizing something. But as you can see from from those definitions, whether you're looking at at the, the, the celestial bodies, the planets, as they go around the orbits of the sun or whether it's changing political figures or changing your minds, no matter what it is, it is a a changing of direction. That I can't continue going this path. Is that now it's time to change things up. So we need a revolution. Rather than resolution for the children of God, I believe that it's time for us to have revolution in our lives in both the major senses of the word. Not just the changing of direction, not just the the fundamental changing of our minds, but also setting our axis, getting our center put where it's supposed to be. Now, I'm not talking about going in circles but rather coming back to the central point of our existence and being. You see, resolutions bring the clarity and show the need, but revolution is the action, it's the change, it's the return. It's getting back to where you need to be. It's the re-centering of your life. So I want to walk you through tonight just some examples in Scripture that I pray will help you understand what I'm talking about, but also that will help you in identifying the need of revolution in your life. Now, this is a Bible study night, so we're going to open our Bibles. Hopefully you've got them. If you don't, Brother Lee is going to help you out and put it on the screen. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 8, we see the character, one who who was found in the Old Testament way back toward the beginning. Not at the beginning, but toward the beginning. His name was Abraham. The scripture tells us that by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, 
the heirs with him of the same promise. Why? For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now he was called to leave the country, the place that he was in. You talk about a revolution. That his focus, his attention and service was to be centered around this God who he has not seen physically. He's heard his voice, but he's following the leading of God. And he's looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. The world, his family, didn't understand it. In fact, his nephew Lot was willing to separate himself to find greener pastures. That's what revolution does in your life. But Abraham was not alone. There's a man named Moses. Anybody ever heard of Moses? Well, you can keep your Bibles open to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm trying to save you from having to flip over all those many hundreds of pages. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. They were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That's like somebody being raised in the house of our president and not wanting to be identified as part of the president's family. Folks, do you understand how much privilege there is in that? Please forgive me for using the word privilege. Verse 25. Choosing. This is, this is the revolution that happened in his life. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Because he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt because he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. And so by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Folks, this is before he had the burning bush experience. This is before he heard the voice of God coming from a bush. He hadn't had that experience yet. But he would rather be known as one of the children of God than to be identified as a son of Pharaoh. Can you imagine that? But that's what happens with revolution. Is it causes a change, first of all, to keep your direction, get it centered back to where it needs to be, because he was not an Egyptian. He was a Hebrew. He was a, a, one of God's chosen people. And he chose what God wanted for his life. Do you hear that? He chose what God wanted for his life. Folks, you got to get your mind right and choose what God wants for you. 
How often do we go chasing after the things we want? Moses did this by faith. Amen. Another man who, who shows us what revolution happens when we serve God with all of our might is found in the, the man Job. Now there's multiple scriptures I can share from, from that book, but let's just give you a couple here. Job chapter 1, verse 21. All of his stuff is now gone. All of his family is now gone except for his lovely wife. He has nothing left. And in verse 21, he says, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return. The Lord gave. The Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Revolution centers you around what you are supposed to be going, what, what is supposed to be the focal point of your life. It keeps you from going off course. And revolution keeps your mind right because when he's tempted to charge God, because trust me, he had the opportunity, his own lovely wife, told him to curse God and die. But a revolution caused his mind to be set upon the Lord. We look at two of the ladies in Scripture, Ruth. She wasn't even a Hebrew. She wasn't even one of the chosen by God. But because she married into a Hebrew family. She fell in love not only with her mother-in-law, but she wanted also to fall in love with the God of her mother-in-law. Ruth chapter 1, verse 16. Her mother-in-law, Naomi, was trying to send her back to her home because her husband's now dead. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you, verse, sorry, chapter 1, verse 16, entreat me not to leave you or to return from following after you, for where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there, there I will be buried the Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death parts thee and me. And when Naomi saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, she stopped trying to send her away. That's what revolution does. You see, anybody in their right mind would have gone back home because it was an uncertain future with Naomi. There was no promise of, of children because Naomi had no more sons. There was no, no hope of having children of her own if she continued with Naomi. But a revolution caused her to, to simply 
latch hold of and, and take hold of the God of Naomi. Folks, we don't need resolution. We need revolution that causes this type of decision, this type of action in us. Because you're, you're going to potentially make a resolution this year. I hope that maybe I've I get to change your mind tonight. But you've thought about making a resolution, and you know in your own mind that when you make that resolution, the only one holding you accountable is you. But a revolution doesn't worry about accountability. A revolution understands that this is simply the way I need to be living, and this is the way that I need to be walking, and I'm simply going to do it. I'm not going to try to convince myself that this is right. This is right. Esther, in Esther chapter 4, verse 15 her people were in danger of being wiped out, annihilated. And she, she might have thought that she could escape, but Mordecai, her, her uncle, told her, don't think that you're going to escape just because you're in the palace. And so he encouraged her to go before the king and seek an audience to try to change his mind. In Esther chapter 4, verse 15, Esther bade them to return Mordecai this answer. To go, gather, all the, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast for me. Don't eat or drink three days, night or day. And I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so I will go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. Folks, this is a big deal. Because if she goes in without the king inviting her, the chances are is that she's going to probably lose her life. But she determines and says in the last part, if I perish, I perish. Folks, revolution doesn't worry about the worldly consequences of our living. Oh, that, that just, we, we need to understand that tonight. We'll see a little bit more of that in just a minute, but, but revolution in our walk with God doesn't worry about the worldly consequences of right living, of serving God. Do I think we need to be wise? Absolutely. But right and righteousness are always right and righteous. I just got quiet. Now, David, the man after God's own heart, there's multiple places we could go in David's life to talk about revolution. We could go to the time that he's, he's out on the hillside and he... He uh, is able to protect, with the Lord's help, uh, his, his sheep from the bear and the lion. We could go to the time that he, he is uh, fighting Goliath and, and determines that, that is there not a cause. But I want to go to the point of David's life where he is at his lowest. Where he has sinned before God. 
He's committed adultery. He's committed murder. And he thinks he's gotten away with it. Somehow, it's, it's, it's being missed in his prayers to God. That somehow he's not hearing the voice of God telling him that he's done wrong. His conscience, I won't say was seared, but, but he obviously wasn't paying attention to it. And so God sends the prophet his way and confronts him with his sin. And in this low point of David's life, we see what, rev what happens with revolution. Revolution changes the way that you go, the way that you live, and the way that you think. When you read Psalm 51, and that's where we're going, I'm not going to read the whole portion, but in there he, he talks about the fact that, behold, I was shapen in, in sin and in iniquity did my mother conceive me he understands that he's committed sin before God and before him alone but then we see what, what happens with revolution when it causes repentance in Psalm 51 verse 10 he says create in me a clean heart O God and renew a right spirit within me Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. And then in the next verse, I didn't put it in my notes, but in the next verse he says, Then will I teach transgressors thy ways. Revolution brings change. It reminds me of, of James telling us that, that faith without works is dead, being by itself. It's got to work something in you. But revolution also causes the child of God to not just turn from their sin, to not just, just exalt and glorify the Lord God like, like Job did in his problems, but but Jeremiah gives us an example of someone who, who he didn't want to proclaim the word of the Lord anymore because people weren't listening. Forty years of preaching. Forty years of declaring the word of the Lord. This man was beaten. This man was imprisoned. This man was left for dead in a cistern. Tell me what you've done for the Lord. And so Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 20, verse 9, this is what happens with revolution. He says, then, then I said, I will not make mention of him, being God, nor speak anymore in his name. Folks, that's the prophet Jeremiah. He says, I'm not going to talk about God anymore. But you notice what happens with revolution. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary. I was tired of fighting to keep it in. 
and I could not stay. That's what happens with revolution. Not resolution, revolution. Letting God do His work, keeping Him at the center of your life so that you don't go off in in some direction away from Him. So that your mind doesn't go chasing after uh, the, the things of this world and walking in its ways, but rather it helps us to walk in His holiness. And rather than keeping His goodness to ourselves, rather than keeping His Word inside, it's just something I've got to let out. It's just something that that I've got to tell somebody. He said, I was trying to keep it in. But it was like fire. Shut up in my bones. Now, it's not just the Old Testament where revolution happened. In the New Testament, we find in John chapter 19, verse 38, I I jumped to this verse, because in this we begin to, we see two characters in the scripture that are identified, that had some change, some revolution happen in their lives. We see Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. They were Pharisees. In case you you, you forget, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were the ones who got the brunt of Jesus' abuse, if I can call it that. Woe to you, scribes and, and Sadducees. Woe to you, Pharisees, you hypocrites. Go ahead, read the Gospels. You'll see it many times. Calling them hypocrites. It was the Pharisees that were really behind the crucifixion. And yet, here we see two Pharisees. One that we read about in John chapter number 3. where He comes to Jesus by night, Nicodemus does. He says, Rabbi, we know you're, you're a teacher, come from God. And Jesus tells him, before you ever got to John 3, 16, he tells Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, Nicodemus, you need to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. You don't get John 3, 16 without John 3, 1 through 5. And something We don't know for sure. We don't know all that took place in Nicodemus. But let's go ahead and read this. And we don't really have much about Joseph of Arimathea. But John chapter 19, verse 38. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, Jesus is now crucified, by the way. Joseph being a disciple of Jesus. But secretly for the fear of the Jews. He went and besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave and came therefore and took the body of Jesus. It it was after this that Joseph becomes 
not just a secret follower of the Lord. This kind of gives, gives him, him away. <laughs> the fact that he's taking the body of Jesus down from the cross and putting him in his own tomb. That's what happens with revolution. Is I don't need to keep my walk with God a secret. I don't need to keep this hidden from people. That's what happens with revolution. When we get revolution that happens in our lives, we can become like the disciples of Jesus. Because there was a time that's recorded in Scripture that they weren't serving the Lord. We read in Luke chapter 5, verse 10, I'm not going to give you the whole story, but Luke 5, verse 10, they had been fishing all night, caught nothing. Jesus told them to go back out. This was Peter. And when he caught fish at the command of the Lord, they were, it was so many fish that he needed help. So he called unto James and John, the, the sons of Zebedee, to come over and help him. And even with their help, it was so many fish. And Peter fell down at the feet of the Lord and said, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. But look at what happens in verse number 10. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships, notice verse 10 ends talking about Simon. But in verse 11, it switches back to all of them. When they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. That's what happens with revolution. Is the stuff of this earthly trapping. My job, my relationships. Revolution causes us to be willing to surrender those things into the hands of the Lord. I will tell you, revolution is not always easy. Revolution means change. How many like change? Oh, no. Oh, one person likes change in here. Well, if it's money, sure, I'll take your change. <laughs> but rev revolution means change. We look and we continue into the book of Acts. I'm almost done. In Acts chapter 11, this is a little bit more lengthy portion of Scripture. I just didn't want to miss a, a piece of this. In Acts chapter 11, what we're seeing is we're seeing Peter. He's up on his rooftop. And God comes to him in a vision. Puts down a, a sheet displaying all sorts of animals in front of him. And he tells him to slay and eat. Well, it was unclean animals. He wasn't supposed to eat those. But here's God telling him, giving him permission. And, and in spite of God giving him permission, Peter says, well, well, I don't do that. 
And so God instructs him and says, what I have cleansed, don't call unclean. And what was God doing? He was setting Peter up. He did. He set him up. Because as soon as that vision ended, there comes a knock on his door. You know who's down there knocking on his door? Some servants of a, of a, a, a centurion named Cornelius. Cornelius was a Gentile, not of God's chosen. And they came with the message that, that Cornelius said, that God said, you need to come with us. <laughs> Peter says, okay, let's see what happens. In Acts chapter 11, verse 13, he showed, this is the message from the servants, he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house which stood and said unto him, send men to Joppa, call for Simon, whose surname is Peter who shall tell thee words whereby thou and thy house shall be saved. Folks, we've got to be willing to hear what God wants in our lives for our salvation. And so Peter said, it's recorded, it says, As I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. He's talking to other disciples, other apostles. How that God gave His Spirit to a Gentile. <laughs> what I have cleansed, don't call unclean. He says, I began to speak and the Holy Ghost fell on them just like it did with us at the beginning. And then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that He said... John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God gave them, the Gentiles, the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? <laughs> I almost imagine, is he going to take the Holy Ghost away from them? When they heard these things, this is the disciples, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then has God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Folks, you don't know what doors will open with revolution in your life. When you let God direct you and keep Him at the center and willing to hear Him, He will open doors that you never thought possible. He will make ways, hallelujah, that you did not see that could even happen. And along that vein, one more example. Acts chapter 9, nine verse 10. Acts chapter 9, verse 10. There was a man named Saul who was persecuting the church. He was going from town to town with authorization letters from the leaders of the synagogues that he could imprison and even have Jews, Christians stoned. He was there at the, the, the death 
of the first martyr of the church, Stephen. He was holding the coats of those that did the stoning. That Saul was on the road to Damascus. And Jesus struck him down with a bright light from heaven off of his, off of his animal. And he said, Saul, Saul. You know what his response was? Who art thou, Lord? Hi, buddy. Okay, go sit down. <laughs> Saul's response to the Lord was, Who art thou, Lord? It didn't matter who it was because he knew that whoever did this, that I need to serve this one. And the response came back from the heavens, I am Jesus who you are persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. And so the Lord sent him into Damascus. In verse number 10, Acts chapter 9, there's a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias? And Ananias' response was just what it should be. He said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the house, or go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prays. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. And Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go your way. He is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul. I love that. The Lord, even Jesus. <laughs> Folks, that carries some weight because that's, that's who he was persecuting, the church of Jesus Christ. The Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto you in the way as you came has sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had, had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. Folks, revolution is what I'm talking about tonight. Revolution is willing. No matter, no matter how God speaks to you, if it's his voice, if it's His Word, that you're willing to walk in it like Saul did. In spite of the, the opposite way of thinking that maybe you've had. That I'll let the Lord direct my steps. That in spite of the fear, the potential persecution that Anan like Ananias was fearful of, that he was willing to still go forward 
and let God use him. Because, folks, you don't know who the next person you reach out to is going to turn out to be. You don't know if they're not going to be one of the great revivalists before the Lord comes back. You don't know if maybe that person is going to be the one to reach your own family. You just don't know what God's going to do and how He's going to direct steps. That's what happens with revolution. Is I'm willing to let the Lord bring change in my life and I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to walk in it. We need revolution in our lives that flows from a revelation of Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. We need a revolution in our lives that flows from a revelation of Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter number 22, in verse number 12, John records, now this has already been recorded before, couple times in the book of Revelation. But as he's wrapping up this, this book, this revelation of Jesus Christ, as he is expecting and hearing from the Lord about his soon return, listen to this. Jesus telling John says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And when you get down to the end of the revelation, John's response simply is, even so come. Even so come. Folks, we don't know the day or the hour We don't know when he's coming. I want to be ready. I want as many as I can help to be ready as well. And a revolution will help us to get off of our backsides and do something for him. Revolution will cause us to extend our hands in help, in love, and in care. Revolution will cause us to speak the words of life, to speak truth, to not hold those things back that God has given to us, but rather to share those things with our world. That's what happens with revolution. We need to be recentered on the call and the work of God. One that brings us back into right relationship with Him. Because folks, we have been, not just this body, but, but the church overall, especially North America. We have been changing our focus and our center. We have been so focused on making sure that we, we have the, the talents and the skills and everything in place to have good music and good worship and, and, and make sure that, that you know, I, I love our building, but, but, but folks, if this was not here, we could still have church. Revolution does not require 
the niceties of these things. In fact, if you want to kill a revolution, you start giving it these things. Because revolution, as we've seen in these examples, will take us outside of these four walls to the world around us. We come here for strength. We come together for equipping. We come together for fellowship. But folks, the work of God, the building of His church, happens when we go out to our jobs. It happens when we go to our homes and our families that are unsafe. It happens when we go to the grocery stores or to the restaurants. It happens when we see people around us and they need the love of Christ in their lives. Resolutions are great, but without the revolution of mind and heart and body, it will fall flat and be full of emptiness. Solomon told us in Ecclesiastes 12, verse number 1, to remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. You will never be younger than you are right now. Let me just help you with that. You will never be younger than you are right now. Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. Paul admonishes us to walk circumspectly and not as fools. This is Ephesians 5, verse 15. But as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. He says, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. We need a fundamental change in our thinking to set the direction of our hearts and lives. And I end with two scriptures. I go back to our text, our springboard tonight. Romans 12, verse number 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And Paul tells the Philippian church, chapter 2, verse number 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Folks, revolution is going to happen with a change of our minds. That I don't have to have all the stuff that this world presents me. I don't have to have all the, the accolades that the world wants to try to give. I don't have to be fearful of what the world can try to do to me. I simply want the mind of Christ that is willing to be a servant, that is willing to reach and willing to love and willing to give. Would you stand with me tonight? For those of us that have been getting older 
there is some tricks that time plays on you. Some tricks that time plays on you is that you haven't changed, the world has. That somehow the outside of the body gets older, or the inside still feels as young as a teenager. Talking about your mom. (laughs) But one of the tricks of time, as we look into a new year, one of the tricks of time is that there's more of it. That there's more of it. That's a trick. Because your life is but a vapor. It's here for a moment. And we, are, we do not know that tomorrow is promised to us. And so revolution says, I'm going to do what I can for Christ while I can. I'm going to stop wasting time on the things that are empty, on the things of no value. Amen. Rather than giving you as we would on Sunday, an altar call. I want you to go home, and I want you to pray in your home. I want you to pray in your cars. I want you to find some time before the turn of midnight on New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. And I don't want you to think about what resolution you can make. But think about what revolution the Lord can work in your life. Are you willing or able to say, as those that we've read about, here am I, Lord. God, I thank you tonight. Thank you for your word. It is so powerful that it cuts past all of our excuses and reasonings. I pray, God, that you would help us, Lord, to... to experience revolution in our lives revolution in our minds revolution in our hearts god that our purpose lord becomes solidified on you that our our, you will become our center that you are the preeminent one in our lives that god everything that we do is designed and purposed to bring you glory and lord i pray tonight that we would have the mind of christ a, a servant mindset a a servant mentality that that god we simply want to accomplish your purpose and your work in this world which is the salvation the repentance of all mankind i pray god that you would take these willing vessels use us lord for your glory and the growth of your kingdom lord for one day we will see you hallelujah And I can't wait for that day. We give you praise and glory tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you tonight.